Today is traditional Sunday, and, and I, you know, I grew up going to United Methodist Church and Indian Springs Holiness Camp, and I've heard all kinds of different preachers, the kind of preachers that like to pound the puppet. Yes! Oh, God, yes! Woo! Lord, thank you. It's been a good day. It's hot. Can you smell hell? I can feel it. It's so hot. Oh, Lord. Thank you. Woo! And just for $5.99, you too can be blessed. There you go, David Johns. If anybody else wants a blessing, thank you, Lord. Woo! Can I have it back, though? Really, seriously, I'm going to get hot up here. Thanks. All right. So, you know, we've heard all types of preaching. We're all from here, and I'm even sitting in front of a pulpit, and God help me. So I'm probably not going to stand behind it. But today we're talking about worship is more than a song. You know, worship's more than a song. All throughout the Old Testament, you, you have this, this idea of worship being killing animals. Pretty awesome. Um, but the way you make, became right with God is you had to slaughter a perfect, perfect lamb or perfect bull. And that was what they did. And they had songs and they had all, all this other types of stuff. And then as time went on, worship kind of blossomed to something else. It was more centered around small groups and the rabbi would teach. And then Jesus came along and kind of morphed into something else. Worship, worship is more than a song. Song is just a form. And guess what? The forms change. You know, we don't do this every Sunday where we sing hymns. It's good. It's nostalgic. But worship is evolving. We go to China. Worship is something different. We go to Africa. It's going to look something totally different. And the fact of the matter is, is that it doesn't matter what types of songs we sing. What matters is, is the heart. And I'm even going to push the envelope a little bit more. Worship is not just a, a Sunday morning thing. Worship today, this morning, we're going to talk about how it involves everything, everything we are and everything we do. So if you want to, if you got a Bible, because it is Old Fashioned Sunday. I know we watched a video on the silver screen, but we didn't have easy worship back then. Um, so we did have the silver screen. So we're at the uh, kind of the drive-in theater, so to speak. You're with your honey. You've got your arm around her. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Bill. Um, so turn to Romans 12, verse 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind you will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship. All right, so what's going on here? You know, in Romans, Paul has given this great manifest. He's talked about everything, what Jesus has done, right? And, and here we are. He's talked about, look, he's died for you. It's all about faith. Look, not only has he died for you, but he's given you something better than just this cross. We've talked about it before. I've, with this resurrection, this, this, this idea that brokenness can become, can become shalom, that we don't have to continue in the cycle of sin. We don't have to continue. And everything that Christ has done for us, guess what? what? God has done something amazing, and this is how we should respond. He's given all of himself to us. Why not? If we believe who he is, why not us respond in the same way by giving all that he has? So Paul uses this word called sacrifice. And a great picture of sacrifice is, is, uh, is Aragorn. Here he is. 
and, and, and all these other groups of friends from like, like um, Mary and Pippin and Gimli, that dwarf, and other people and whatever, whatnot, they're there. 10,000 to 1 are the odds. And they're willing to sacrifice themselves, willing to give everything they have, willing to lay it all on the line just to give Frodo one chance, even if that means death. And so when Paul uses this word called sacrifice, he's not using it lightly. He's not talking about you're going to sacrifice your latte for today. Okay? He's talking about giving everything we have. And so this idea of response to what Jesus has given us, what God has given us through the cross and through the resurrection, is not some meager, oh, I'm going to show up on Sunday morning and I'm going to sing some songs. Because we can get, we can get lost in that rhythm where God is just a Sunday thing. And guess what? It's not new. It happened 2,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago in Isaiah. Check this out. So they're sacrificing animals. Isaiah 1, verse 11. What makes you think, this is God speaking, what makes you think I want all your sacrifices, says the Lord? I'm sick of your burnt offerings, of rams and the fat of fattened calf. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to worship me, who asked you to parade around the courts with all your ceremony, stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings disgusts me. As for your celebrations of the new moon and the Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They are a burden to me. I cannot, I cannot stand them. And when you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Defend the cause of orphans. Fight for the rights of widows. God doesn't want the Sunday morning. It's great that we gather. What he wants is a living sacrifice. What he wants is a life outside of this Sunday morning experience that is a worship offering to him. And so worship is more than a song. It's walking with God in a daily way. When we're at the office, when we're, we're talking with those coworkers that really rub us the wrong way and they're really jerks, and you want to award them jerk points, which is a, a award system I have at my workplace, okay? We call them JPs. Um, we also have some more vulgar terms, but that's okay. But JPs, we award them. You want to award your work, the people at your workplace, JPs. But you, you know that God loves that person. Even though you want to slap them across the face and kick their butt, the reality is, is that you know God loves them. And how you treat that person truly matters and is an act of worship when you love your enemy. How you treat your, your friends at school or that really kind of crazy looking kid, you know, that no one really likes and they're like, and he stinks. Oh man, that was me, by the way, in elementary school. Um, but how, how that kid is treated is a big thing. High school students, middle school and elementary kids. Because right then and there, that could be an act of worship. 
See, we, we try to limit God to a certain experience, but the reality is, is that everything of our lives, parents, how we interact with our kids, yes, we want to take them by their ears and rip them off and then throw them outside and, and whip them. And spouses, how we treat each other, that's an act of worship. And the reality is, you're worshiping something. And God, God really doesn't stand for empty, meaningless offerings on a Sunday morning if our lives aren't following suit. And so when Paul is saying, hey, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, he's talking about, dude, I want you to give it all. I want you to lay it down a lot. I want you, in the midst of work, in the midst of life, in the midst of spousehood, in the midst of paying bills and being kosher with the IRS and what have you, I want you to live a life worthy I want you to show my light, show my grace. So worship is more than a song. We come here and we gather and we fellowship, and it's a great opportunity to be reminded. But worship happens in the workplace. Worship happens in the classroom. Worship happens in the home. And there can be moments of little nuggets of grace and truth that can be proclaimed by how you live your life. Listen to what God wanted in in Isaiah 1. He said, I want you to feed the hungry, defend the widow. Sometimes worship is the simple things. And I'm not talking about works where you get right with God. That's all Jesus. But what I am saying is, what if how we live our lives, how the simple things of saying a nice thing to our coworker, how much that might lift up. So, sacrifice. And I, another question I would have about sacrifice is, are you willing to lay it all the line in your workplace? I, I work at UK, and there are a lot of believers there, but there are a lot of non-believers there. And it is crazy. And so just all the different lifestyles that are there. And how can I stay true to my faith? And be a lifestyle of worship. Be a person that follows Jesus and remain true. It's tough. It's tough to make those decisions. Sometimes I have to sacrifice my pride or my fear and speak up. And a lot of times I don't speak up. I admit that. So, sacrifice. God wants all of us. And this is the kind he will find acceptable. He doesn't want just the meaningless, pious rotations of worship. And Paul says, this is the true way to worship him. Some say this is your spiritual act of worship, if you like the NIV. But listen to this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You know, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, worship sometimes, I, you know, I get into the songs, I get into this, I love the music, I love playing my guitar, that's where I connect with God. But when we worship Him with all of our lives, with every moment, it's amazing how things become clear. It's like, bing! You can fly southwest. 
and not pay baggage fees. Whoa, I, that's a great, I never knew that. So, but it's, it's one of those things that when we follow him, and we're not just going through the motions, believe me, going through the motions is what I do best. Show up on Sunday morning and just kind of coast through the week. But what God wants something more. He wants us to be different. He wants us to be transformed. And when we allow him to take over, because guess what? He's crazy about us. And if we truly, remember that, remember the first time you said yes to Jesus and you were just like, yes, this is awesome. Remember how much you knew he loved you? There's just something special about being reminded of that when we walk and we live in worship. So don't be transformed by, the, by this world, but be transformed by God. And real simple, we, you know, we're talking about worship. If you, I, my, my homework for you this week is to read the rest of Romans 12 and 13. Because everything, the Bible is not like cut up in like little bits of pieces of text, right? Okay, so you can't just read a verse, um, you know, like flip through the Bible and do this. Oh. And I will kill you, says the Lord. Awesome. There's got to be something else to that. This really sucks. Okay. And you will burn. Oh, this is a good one. Otherwise, my anger will burn like an unquenchable fire because of all your sins. This is not getting good. Okay. Um, okay. You are like a watered-down wine. Oh, that's not good. Okay. Um, crap. Uh, bolts of lightning will strike you in the buttocks. Oh, wow. Okay. That's not good. The thing is, is that scriptures, there's always a context. It's always connected. And so when Paul starts Romans 12, it's in response to what Jesus has done. But he goes on. He talks about some real practical things. What it means to be a living sacrifice. One is love your enemies. Oh, that sucks. Man, can I say that? I'm sorry. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. You know, all these different things. Bless those who persecute you. Oh, man, are you kidding? Dear friends, never take revenge. It's never served best cold. Oh, wait, that doesn't say that. Believe the righteous anger of God. So there's all these things in here that are real simple. It's more than this getting up here and singing, because singing is fun. I love it. But this idea of being a sacrifice, this idea of worshiping, it's, it's more than Sunday morning. And, if, and let's be reminded by Isaiah. It's, God doesn't want the rote, pious showing up, tearing down, and leaving it for the rest of the week. And then coming back to it. He wants it all. And so, as I'm reminded of this, it's really tough. It's really hard. Um, it's, it's a struggle for me, especially in my workplace. But as I'm reminded of this, when I do make those steps, when I am saying, you know what, God, today is your day. I'm going to honor you no matter the price, no matter the cost, to whether that's job promotion, to whether that's looking stupid in front of a certain person in our workplace. I'm willing to make that step and honor you. And it scares the heck out of me sometimes. But when we do that, when we do that, God shows a little more of himself. 
and we can walk a little more closely to him.